When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SPORTSHUB to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SPORTSHUB. The crown is yours. Hope is here. 800-327-5050 or gamblinghelplinema.org. Must be 21+. plus. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com. Visit the president in Massachusetts. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SPORTSHUB to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SPORTSHUB. The crown is yours. Hope is here. 800-327-5050 or gamblinghelplinema.org. Must be 21+. plus. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com. Visit the president in Massachusetts. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. AMN Healthcare solves the biggest talent challenges affecting healthcare organizations today. Our digital-first approach provides flexible workforce solutions, data-driven decision-making, and technologies that yield efficient operations and savings, all while improving patient and clinical experiences. From the two right hash mark, snap and a handoff. Stevenson ducks the shoulders, runs up the middle, on his feet into the end zone. Touchdown, Patriots! Quarterback's trying to ball here, man. I mean, these last two drives are all on Mac. All on Mac keeping plays, multiple plays alive, under duress. Tackles are breaking down. He's stepping out of the pocket. You need him. You need him tonight. He's somewhat carrying you. All right, back here on the Shaws and Star Market Patriots post-game show. It's Joe Murray, Leroy Irvin. We're going to be joined by Greg Bedard from the Boston Sports Journal in just a second here. But tonight's rushing update brought to you by your New England Ford dealers. Well, they are celebrating Truck Month. Defeat, uh, defeat any task with Ford F-Series, America's in-stock and best-selling trucks for over 46 years straight. Last week, the Dolphins gave up over 270 yards on the ground, and the Patriots can only get 88 on the ground tonight. Let's go to the Volkswagen dealers expert hotline. Welcome in Greg Bedard from the Boston Sports Journal. Greg, did you think that was something the Patriots would have 
you know, maybe tried to to capitalize on from all the struggles last week Miami had against the Chargers, especially having Cole Strange and Michael and Wainu back with that rushing game. You bet your ass I thought they were <laughs> going to do that, and I thought they were going to do that and more. I thought, you know, I watched the – I watched the Dolphins tape from last week. I saw some of what the Patriots were, you know, starting to do against the Eagles. And, you know, it it wasn't that hard to, you know, sort of translate that into, all right, well, you know, they couldn't run the ball against the Eagles. That's a really good front. The Dolphins were struggling. They obviously made some improvements from uh, the week prior. But, to me, the story of this game was I thought the Patriots got their butts whooped on uh, up front on both sides of the ball. The Dolphins pretty much did what they wanted to. Um, Tua got rid of the ball lightning fast, which, you know, is an issue. That's that's what speed can do for you on the outside, that you can't, you know, come up and, and you know, bump and run Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, and, and you know, you got to play off, and so that – that leaves openings, and I think I think ESPN Stats and Info had um, uh, a stat that Tua got rid of the ball basically in about two seconds, and he's like the first quarterback to do that and average over eight yards per attempt. Uh, the Patriots couldn't get near Tua. The Dolphins ran the ball inside and outside when they wanted to, um, and I thought the I thought the Patriots' offensive line just got completely whooped across the board from left tackle to right tackle, and it didn't matter you know who they put in there. Uh, Mac Jones was I mean even on that last fourth down play, people will probably complain. Well, Mike Gesicki was short of the sticks, and and we can get into the whole playing two tight ends the whole second half, but you know Mac's getting drilled on the play. He had to get rid of the ball. And it's just that kind of stuff was just happening over and over again. They couldn't run the ball worth a darn um, until very late in the game when the Dolphins were, you know, basically trying to prevent touchdowns. It was, it was hugely disappointing uh, the way the Patriots played, I think, across the board. Did the defense make some plays once in a while? Yeah. Did they do a good job bottling up Tyreek Hill? Yeah. But what did get them at the end of the day? Mm. Uh, you mentioned the offensive line, and obviously the performance was poor. A lot of people have called in. A lot of people on social media uh, are still blaming Mac Jones uh, for for the, for the loss and just the poor performance on the offensive side of things. In your opinion, Mac Jones does he deserve the criticism? Or and, and I guess more uh, importantly, what did you think about his performance tonight, Leroy? I mean, before you know, I watched the the film. I guess my opinion would be he's part of the mix. Um, I'm not going to absolve him mm-hmm. of blame. I'm not going to put it on him. I mean, there were a couple more plays where, you know, it, there was one out. I forget when it was, but there was an out to Kendrick Bourne was open and Mac had earlier decided, I'm just going to throw this ball away when, when Kendrick Bourne was open and he just, you know, sailed the ball. I, but I haven't watched it closely enough, but my, but my inkling in the press box on the interception to Devontae Parker was to blame it on Devontae Parker. Like, I'm sorry, you you have to be tougher on that play. You know, Xavier Howard is a good cornerback. I'm not going to take that away from him. Mm-hmm. But Parker just got, you know, bodied on the sideline. You at least got to break that up. If not, you know, a good wide receiver comes underneath that and makes, makes a catch. If that's Jalen Waddell or Tyreek Hill, he's catching that ball. It's not an interception for sure. And, you know, it just goes to show that, you know, the Patriots are at a talent deficiency 
uh, when it comes to teams in their own, even in their own division now. And so, you know, look, uh, I thought Mac played fine. It was his normal game. Um, you know, nothing special. Is that his fault? Not entirely. Um, a little bit of it. You know, I just, I just think with the way this team is constructed, um, you know, they need everything to be perfect or else they're not going to win many games against good teams. I mean, they have to block, block properly. They have to run the ball. Um, they need play action. They need a good game plan. I didn't love the game plan coming into this. It was too much shotgun, gun run, quick stuff, quick game, like sort of like the Eagles where I thought the Patriots could play a little bit more smash mouth, and, and uh, that just wasn't the case. Greg, through two weeks, the Patriots have had a chance to win the game on the final possession or tie the game. On the final possession, I referenced today three other quarterbacks in the league came back from 21 points down. If you talk about Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, even Daniel Jones, all those guys have people to throw to to make these type of comebacks. Do you Mm -hmm. think talent uh, deprivation is the issue in these type of situations at the end of games? Absolutely. Uh, You know, to me, that's the bottom line on this team. And this is sort of where I started this season and when I predicted them uh, for a seven and ten finish, of course that was before the Aaron Rodgers injury, so you can boost that up to eight and nine. But most of the reason why I did that is because first of all the schedule's really tough, and secondly, they have no margin for error. Like they don't have a lot of depth, and especially on offense, they don't have much. I mean, look, you know, it, it's Joe. It's a complete joke that the Patriots benched DeMario Douglas in this game mm-hmm. because of an effort fumble, and they are trying to come back against a pretty fast team with freaking two tight ends on the field the whole time. I mean, what other team in the league would try to do that? I mean, maybe if you had, like, a really fast tight end, I could see that. But, you know, two, you know, somewhat slow tight ends. I mean, you're out there with one running back and two tight ends trying to come back. And you have Devontae Parker, who's slow. Juju Smith-Schuster, who's slow. Kendrick Bourne, who doesn't know where he's where he's going on his route half the time. I mean, it's 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 a joke. They they are taking a bunch of pea shooters to a gunfight, and they keep coming up short. This is just going to keep repeating itself. And and just you know, when when you when you said that statistic, I, I was like, oh, I want to hear which teams it is and what kind of firepower. And some of those teams have some firepower to throw to, and this team doesn't. And taking DeMario Douglas off the field because the kid tried to make a play Mm. because no one else can on this team is just – I think it's cutting your nose off to spite your face, and I just think it's – this team can't afford that. I mean, it's just – I don't get it. And I just feel like Mac Jones is doing everything he can. Like, again, you know, I'm very critical of Mac Jones, but, you know, there were times where he was elusive tonight and made nice plays. Uh, I thought Hunter Henry had a very good game. I know you mentioned the two tight ends. Just on the final play, let's just talk about that before we go to break. What the hell was going on there? It's the second week in a row. He's not throwing to the sticks on a fourth down. Like, it was the old Billy Bob play from Varsity Blues, I felt like. It's just, that was the play. And I go back to Bill O'Brien, and I'm telling you today, he made one bad call on a second one. Then on third down, Mac Jones audibles to the Matt Patricia pitch. Like, I thought they were over that, Greg. And that's why I'm not a Bill O'Brien guy. Yeah, I mean, look, I still 
I still have a ton of respect for for Billy, and I think he's I think he's good at his job. I think he's also at a deficit, you know, trying to figure out you know what you have, and you're also trying to navigate the line. But yeah, you know, I I, I seem to recall. I want to say like, didn't they have? Wasn't there a timeout on the field or something like that where they had a little bit of time before fourth down? Maybe I'm wrong, um, but. You know, I thought they were going to have something dialed up. But, you know, when you're – I mean, what's Devontae Parker going to do other than just run down the sideline and maybe get a back shoulder pass? And you do have the two tight ends over the middle, but the Dolphins are probably taking that away. You know, what? what's Kendrick Bourne doing on the other side? I, I don't know. I mean, I just think – I just think if if you're talking about the talent deficiency, which I think we're both agreeing that that's the biggest problem on this offense right now – like, I think it, it cuts both ways for the quarterback and the offensive coordinator. All right, we'll leave it there. He's Greg Bedard, Boston Sports Journal. We'll uh, try to take some calls here uh, as well at 617-779-0985. I know people want to talk to Greg. Uh, Leroy Irvin's here. I'm Joe Murray. This is the Shaw's and Star Market Patriots postgame show. It's first. Let's pause 10 seconds for station ID on the safety insurance. 98.5 The Sports of Patriots Radio Network. Jones points to the helmet and then sets the protections with the left hand and then with the point of the right index finger. Extends the hands, takes the step. A five-man rush. A throw near side caught by Parker. Turns away from Apple and he can't step out of the tackle by Long, but he picks up a first down. Brought down at the Miami 32. I'll take it. At least he's productive tonight. I mean, he's catching anything that's around him. Go to the veteran here where you need points, you need you need yardage here. 12-yard pickup for the former Dolphin first-round pick. All right, back here on the Shaws and Star Market Patriots postgame show, it's Joe Murray, Leroy Irvin. We also got Greg Bedard from the Boston Sports Journal joining us. And New England converted 23 first downs today. And with every first down, Credit Union Kids at Heart will help fund promising studies into Moya Moya, Moya Moya, excuse me, as well as clinical care tools for children affected. Learn more at cukidsatheart.org. Greg, what did you, how did you think the Patriots secondary did today uh, with the loss of Jonathan Jones at the start? And then Marcus Jones went down. Miles Bryant's are a ton of looks out there today. But overall, how do you think they did against Tyree Kill and Jalen Wall? I mean, I think they did about uh, as well as as expected, and uh, I really don't think the the results would have been all that different should they have been at at full strength. I mean, the Patriots definitely had a plan. They you know have had a similar plan against Tyreek Hill, whether he was with the Chiefs or with the Dolphins, and so you know I knew that the that the Patriots would do a, go- a good job against Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, you just have to be careful of, you know, how much waddle. I thought they used the tight ends well. They, you know, they mixed everybody in. And then, you know, the running game, I thought, really hurt them, especially, you know, the big touchdown to Mostert. Um, so, you know, the Patriots did, uh, you know, I would say a good job, um, a good enough job. It's just um, they have to be better than that if if this team is going to win games at this point. Just to follow up on that Hill touchdown. Do you think Kyle Duggar needs that? I don't know. Just kind of get in front of the goal line. Maybe give him a little bit of a, a shove. Try to be a little more physical on that play. That was that was pitch and catch, and I just thought that that was probably the easiest throw for two on the day. Yeah, it was. It was pretty easy, Joe. And uh, you know, I was watching Duggar and Gonzalez was on his left before that, and it looked like you know Duggar called for them to, uh, you know, to play lock coverage on you know who they had, and it was. 
you know, I think that's a circumstance where, you know, I think Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins got one on the Patriots. It's, you know, you get in that situation and you get in this alignment. And when you set your red zone offense, you come up with stuff where you're like, you, you have a pretty high likelihood that, all right, if we do this, then the Patriots are going to react this way. And so the Dolphins thought that the, the Patriots would play man there, that they would go into lock coverage. And all they did was, you know, send Gonzalez's man into the flat or, you know, into the back of the end zone and just, you know, let Tyreek Hill just turn. And that's, uh, you know, that's that's a mismatch. And, you know, and, and I'm sure the next time the Patriots play the Dolphins that they will have a better answer for that. Mm, uh, one of the positives from tonight's game uh, was Christian Gonzalez. Um, so far, I know it's only two games, but so far, are you impressed with his performance? Oh, sure, Leroy. Mm. I mean, yeah, you know, he's he's doing a good job. I mean, the interception... Um, you know, I know Chris Collinsworth was, you know, um, you know, heaping a lot of praise on Christian Gonzalez and, and I might feel the same way after, you know, I see it a little bit more on film. I, you know, I thought it was one of those typical two of balls that he underthrows at times. Um, you know, I saw him do that three or four times the week before against the chargers and, uh, you know, they, they could easily be picked off as they were here. I mean, good job by, you know, Gonzalez coming down with the ball. Uh, I think he's off to a, you know, good start in his career. Um, you know, for sure. I, I don't know if I'm ready to, to go nuts about it, but um, yeah, the kid's definitely doing a nice job. Mm. You mentioned Chris uh, Collinsworth. He also mentioned during the game, I don't know if you heard it, but he thought that the offensive line uh, was performing better as the game went on. Did you see anything resembling that with the offensive line? Not really. And, and I did note him um, saying that. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things that he does get wrong during the game. I, I, I would disagree with that. And if it was the case, uh, it sort of coincided with Mafi going in for Owenu, um, which I didn't notice Owenu being that big of a problem. I don't know if he had a flare up. I thought it was more I thought Cole Strange got off to a terrible start. I didn't think David Andrews was as good as he normally is in this game. Um, and the two tackles, especially Calvin Anderson, had issues at times. Um, you know, I, I was perplexed by that. I thought that, um, you know, th- I thought this would be a good game where the Patriots could go with, well, at least one backup tackle. Because, I mean, really, you know, if we're being truthful about it, they started the game with four of their projected offensive line starters. Like one, Calvin Anderson beat out Riley Reef, or, you know, we figured he would beat him out. Uh, that it was just a matter of time before he replaced City So once he got off NFI. So, you know, and he was one of their top uh, free agent signings. So I, I think the Patriots started with four out of five, and I thought they could get by at left tackle. I've never been overly impressed with Bradley Chubb uh, as a Miami Dolphin, but, you know, they swapped out um, Jalen Phillips, which I thought was going to be a huge loss for the Dolphins in this game. He's by far their best pass rusher, and they just moved Van Ginkle back to edge and he was just as effective. And so, you know, I thought the Patriots just, they lost those those matchups big time on the edge and just uh, it contributed to a rough night for the offense. All right, let's go to the phones here. Uh, Dylan wants to uh, talk to you. Greg, he's in Rhode Island. What's going on, Dylan? Hey, hey. guys. What do you think the problem was more? Uh, the lack of weapons or the offensive line not being able to establish your own game? What do you think, Greg? It's a good question. It's a good question, Dylan. Um, you know, I do think that they go hand in hand. Um, you know, if you look at, you know, when you're dangerous on the outside, then you're limited on how many resources you can put to stopping the run. And I think 
the Patriots defense ran into that. You know, you would say if, if, if we told you before the game that the Patriots would hold Tyreek Hill to uh, five receptions on nine targets for 40 yards, yes, one was a touchdown. He averaged eight yards per reception. You know, you'd be like, that's awesome. I mean, they, what, what a performance. But, you know, to do that, and, and I think Collinsworth illustrated this during the game, you got to put a lot of guys in the secondary. you got to put a lot of safeties deep. That means less guys against the run, and all of a sudden Mostert's getting, you know, 121 yards on 18 carries. Yes, 43 yards came on one, but their running game, you know, was still affected, whether it was, you know, Ahmed who went out of the game, uh, you know, I thought did really well. with it. He was three for 13, and so – you know, if the Patriots have better weapons on the outside, then that op- that should open up the running game a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But because pa- the Patriots don't have anybody that they're afraid of, that they're like, oh, yeah, so-and-so is going to beat us deep for an 80-yarder uh, just on natural athletic ability, that means that they can – they can say, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna stop the run, and I think we've seen that the last two weeks with the Eagles and Miami defense. All right, coming up on the other side, Greg, I want to ask you about these slow starts. I don't know what the Patriots have to do to get going, uh, so we'll get into that on the other side. And uh, the projections for next year's salary cap have been out, uh, so I want to get your thoughts on that when it comes to uh, the future of Mac Jones. We'll do all that on the other side. Leroy Irvin's here. I'm Joe Murray. This is the Shaws and Star Market Patriots post-game show on the Safety Insurance 98.5 The Sports of Patriots Radio Network. Second and five officially for the Patriots. From the 13, a lot of time elapsing here. Play clock at 12. Jones takes the snap. He's back in the pocket. He steps up. Mack looks to run. Rolling white. Now pulls up and throws it to the end zone. Caught by Smith-Schuster. Makes the grab coming back to the two. He's tackled by Howard. And again, Jones escaping. At first blush, it appeared he was going to run it. Pulls up and makes the completion. It's a first and goal to go. Now, two big catches by Juju here in the second half, and this is all Mac Jones here. All right, this is the Shaw's and Star Market Patriots postgame show. Joe Murray, Leroy Irvin. We're joined by Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. And with 30 completions by a Patriots player tonight, that brings the catches for college uh, season total to $3,000. Catches care scholarship ensures financial hurdles will not prevent students from pursuing their dreams. Do you want to ask Greg about Juju? Yeah, I did. Just hearing that clip, it, it you know, it just reminded me. Um, a lot of people have been talking about him, his health, uh, especially his his knee, and that he's really not right and he's never really going, going to recover or be the player he used to be. Uh, I'm just curious, what are you seeing when it comes to Juju? Uh, more of the same. Mm. I mean, you know, he's a... Uh... In my mind, he's a compromised possession receiver. I mean, you know, you look at his stats tonight, um, he got five to six targets for 28 yards. That's 5.6 yards uh, on a, on average per reception. That's basically sort of running back territory. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Hunter Henry was 8.7. Mike Kosicki was 6.6. Um, he just, you know, it, from from what I understand from people around the team, um, they like Juju. They think he's going to be really good. It's just, and I think I said this last week, it's just going to take some time. I think he's, that knee is um, rounding in the form. He's not on the injury report, but um, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I mean, I think I think they're somewhat playing games with that. I mean, you can do that when there's no chance of him not suiting up or little chance. Um, but I just, you know, it's it's just not good enough. 
I mean, you know, you, they need more out of that position. I mean, we're a long ways from Wes Welker and Julian Edelman or even Jacoby Myers um, in the slot for the Patriots, and it's not helping. Greg, next week it's the Jets. Uh, obviously, we saw what happened with them today, and Zach Wilson struggled, but Patriots will have to go on the road next week. You're a couple of weeks away from maybe making some moves off the injured reserve list. Is this where Tyquan Thornton could make an impact on the team in a couple of weeks based off the current receiver position? Can't hurt. <laughs> I'll say that much. I mean, look, they don't have anybody who 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 can run the deep speed routes right now. I mean, they're trying a little bit with Kendrick. We've seen that a few times, but that's not really his forte. He's more of a deep middle hitch type of guy. That's sort of his bread and butter. Um, the deep passes haven't been very successful to him. And, and you know, I'm not, I'm not telling you that they're going to be more successful with Taekwon, but in, in theory, he's supposed to be that guy to give you a chance to, you know, catch catch a ball, you know, 40, 50 yards down the field and go to the house. And so I think anybody that can give them a speed element deep down the field, I think would be a welcome addition to this offense at this point. All right, let's take a couple of calls here. All right, we've got Greg Bedard from the Boston Sports Journal joining us. Uh, let's talk to Jack. He's uh, leaving the game. What's up, Jack? Yeah, hey, fellas. Thanks uh, Thanks for taking the call. Um, just a couple thoughts. I mean, I couldn't agree more that it's not on Mac tonight, but you know what? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, if the Pats were to walk into a bar and our good friends named, uh, you know, Clutch Gene and, you know, it's sim- simply just, you know, being disciplined, we're in there, it would be an absolute brawl and the Pats would not be winning that fight, gentlemen. Uh, just, just frustrating, you know, in and out. I mean, you know, at the game, people leaving, you know, midway through the third quarter and you wonder why. I mean, they're throwing up the play of the game midway through the third quarter, and it's a field goal from like 35 yards away that barely hit. Um, they're, they're just turning into a laughing stock. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I love Bill. I love Belichick. You know, we're, we're, we're indebted to him as a fan base. But, you know, I, I, I just wonder how long until people start calling for his head and, 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 and start questioning, uh, you know, questioning some of the de- decisions that he's making. So, um, anyway, thanks, thanks, thanks for taking the call. Appreciate it there. I mean, yeah, Greg, Bill, Bill Belichick, uh, he didn't have much to say after the game, but these slow starts. I mean, what, what's going on here? Does he like, does he need like a motivational speaker to go in there and get these guys fired up? What is it with the slow starts? This team just can't come back from these things. Yeah, I, I'm not going to disagree with you, Joe. I mean, you know, I know you go back to, you know, some of the games that fall into the very vast woulda, coulda, shoulda, for this team over the past couple seasons. And you look at, you know, Bengals, 22 to nothing. Vegas, I think they were down 17 to three. Um, you know, there were other games like that this year. And, the, and and this year, it's just, you know, more of the same. I think if we look back to last year, we'd see a lot of, you know, Indianapolis, would they fall? You know, that was a, that was a huge game uh, for them. I think it was last year or no, maybe his rookie year when they, you know, fell behind yep. at Indy. Um in, in a huge game coming out of the bye with huge playoff implications, and they got off to a poor start in that. And look, I yes, they happened under Mac, but I, I don't, I don't know. May, you know, maybe Mac is part of the thing, but there's no question that they have to find a way to start these games faster. That you know, they are just they're not doing it. I thought, I thought today the Dolphins were much more on the ball and ready for this, and that goes for you know not only the players but the coaches. You know, I thought. You know, Mike McDaniel came out with a distinct game plan and a way to th- throw the Patriots off. And, 
you know, three of their first four drives go for at least 75 yards and get points. And, um, you know, we're, we're a long ways off from that happening with the Patriots. And please don't think this is a uh, pro zappy uh, when I say this. Oh, boy. But last year uh, when he started, they got out to uh, early leads uh, in both games uh, that he started and won. Well, but again, no, that wasn't that wasn't pro zappy by any means. Because I'll be honest well, with you, there's not many guys I think that could really lo- deal with that offensive line. Oh, Joe, I lost the connection there, and so I just, we'll just sail right by that. That's right. All right. Here's another one. Ryan and Swansea upset with the refs. What's up, Ryan? What? Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. Hello. Yeah, man, yeah, you're on. Yeah. What's up? Hey, so I just have a quick question about like uh, this all line and everything. Like, does this give us a better reason so, for us to get Lyle Collins that got released by the Bengals? Yeah, I couldn't hear. It. So Lyle Collins is available now. Should the Patriots? I mean, a, a bunch of tackles came off the board this week. Greg, uh, Jason Peters signed with Seattle. Uh, I think DJ Fluker worked out with the Jets. So Lyle Collins now available. Yeah, look, I'm I'm all for. You know, signing anybody who can help the offensive line. I, I mean, you know, remember, uh, <laughs> I don't think this is going to help much, but at some point they're supposed to get Riley Reef off. Mm-hmm. Um, Galvin Anderson is the guy they targeted in the offseason to sign. And so, you know, they're going to go with him. They, t- they traded for two tackles. Uh, you know, I would be surprised if the Patriots go there. I mean, they've already thrown – you know, in their minds, a lot of assets at it. Now they just got to figure it out. And Adrian Clem's got to coach these guys up and get them ready to play. Clem did a nice job last week. This week it was uh, a much different story. But I, I just want to bring up something about the official officiating real quick. Uh, I wrote an article this week, 98fathersportsup.com. Greg, I always look into the officials and, and how they play. And Sean Smith, who is the fifth-year official, home teams are now 26-37 and 37 when he's the lead official. Specifically in divisional matchups, teams are now uh, seven and eighteen when he's the lead official. I call it the wrangle, the ref angle. I thought this was a winnable game for the Patriots even before it started. I thought they they could have thrown all over that that Dolphins defense. But do you think the officials had anything to do in, with this game tonight? Not really. I'm trying to think. I mean, you know, look the the Marte Mapu play. Yep. By the book, that's a penalty. I mean, he he's a defenseless receiver, and Mapu hit him in the head. And I know, you know, Bills ranting and raving. I, I do think that the Slater they missed the Slater block in the back. Yep. I saw even before they talked about it on the telecast. I was watching through my binoculars, and Slater, Judge, Belichick came Acord. They were throwing a nutty on the sideline <laughs> about that. And so I agreed with them on that call. Um, you know, but I, I, you know, I thought for the most part, you know, I thought it was, you know, pretty well officiated and, um, you know, the, even the Cole Strange overturn, you know, we can get into was it definitive or not. Uh, the replay sh- sure sh- showed to me that he was, he was down early and McCauley said the same sort of thing. And so um, I didn't think that refs were an issue in this game. Yeah, so I had to throw that out there because at one point I'm like, man, these officials are really uh, taking over the game. But just watching the NFL in general today, I think I watched every single game today, if you could actually believe that. Mm, um, I can't believe that. I did. <laughs> I, wa- I watched every uh, – uh, although it's very frustrating here in New England, um, it, there's bad play everywhere. Mm. And, and specifically, some terrible coaching uh, going around. And I think that's what it comes down to today, Greg – Two is now five and zero. Oh. 
The Patriots start 0-2 for the first time since 2001. We already mentioned the the slow starts, and I just wanted to give you one other stat. When they're trailing at half by nine points or more since 2021, they're 0-10. It's just that mm-hmm. this, this is a trend now, and hey, we're two games in, but do you see this thing changing with the schedule and with the Jets on deck? Not really. I mean, you know, look, the Jets is now – 100% a must win. They have to go in there and win the game. And, we, you know, we know what happened last year there with Zach Wilson was the quarterback. And, you know, if, you know, Mac Jones is in, what was that a pick six? I think that he threw, but they, you know, yep. threw the roughing the passer. I mean, you know, if that, and that was a little bit iffy. I mean, if that stood, the Patriots would have lost that game. And, you know, they got the call in that one. Um, you're, you're talking about two desperate teams. Um, so it should make for a great atmosphere. It being a divisional game, you know, I, I watched some of the Jets Cowboys today, and I was surprised. Like I benched, I have CD Lamb in fantasy, and I benched him, thinking that the Jets would do a good job against him. Mm. Nice job by me. <laughs> um, but you know, those those uh, when you play opponents that you're not familiar with, those things tend to happen. Divisional games are a lot different, and so I expect it to be like. Both those games last year against the Jets were rock fights. I expect this game to be a rock fight again, and the Patriots just got to figure out a way to take care of the ball and get off to faster starts, and, and they can win that game. And, you know, who knows what happens from there. They just need to find some confidence. But I do find the whole Tua Mac angle, you know, interesting. And, you know, I I don't think that either quarterback, like I wouldn't tell you that, you know, Tua, even though his, his – record as a starter I wouldn't say like he's a much more talented quarterback than Mac Jones or anything like that I just think that look I think it goes to you have to choose one of two paths in the NFL with offense these days and either you have the guy at quarterback that elevates everybody else or you got to help the quarterback you got to help elevate the quarterback Mm -hmm. and right now the Patriots are doing neither and that's why I think they're mired in this you know they're two and seven in their last nine games and and it you know hasn't been pretty the last couple years all right, we got one more segment here with Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. And, Greg, uh, during the break here, I want you to think about this one. The Patriots will have $115 million next year projected the salary cap space. A, do you want Bill Belichick to be the guy who spends that money? And, B, do you think they'll spend it on Mac Jones? Think about that during the break. We'll get to you after this. But first, uh, let's get a look at the sports of headlines. You are listening to the Shaws and Star Market Patriots postgame show. Dolphins. For the first and ten from the 45. Trips to the left. Now Hill sprints He's out forward. and Play yeah. fake by Tango Bailoa. Chased by Judon. Unloads a deep ball down the left side for Hill. It's going to be yes. intercepted. Leaping Gonzalez. The rookie picks it off. And the Patriots take over at the 15. I'm sorry. Tyree Kill is going forward at the snap. This has happened about three times tonight. They do so much of it that the referees fall asleep. What a play by Gonzalez. A jump ball. Way to catch it at its highest point, kid. Big moment for him right there. Wow. Christian Gonzalez, the rookie, first-round pick with his 41-and-a-half-inch vertical, high-pointing it. And that's the second time in as many weeks that Gonzalez has come up with a big play for the Patriots. Last week, it was a fourth-down breakup against the Eagles. All right, this is the Shaws and Star Market Patriots post-game show. I'm Joe Murray. Got Leroy Irvin here and Greg Bedard from the Boston Sports Journal with us for his final segment. But Avidia Bank and Adrian Phillips teamed up again 
for Be a Champion for a Child to benefit the Boys and Girls Club of Metro West. New England's defense forced one turnover. So Avidia Bank donates $1,000 to help at-risk youth and donated $2,000 this season. Avidia Bank, honest to goodness, member FDIC, member DIF. Uh, Greg, I, I did want to ask you about the uh, the special teams play that happened, the block by Brandon Schooler, uh, by Schooler on that play. Um, I, I, it looked great and I've seen it before. I don't want to discredit Bill Belichick for a genius special team play, but I don't know. I've watched a lot of CFL in my day. I've bet on a lot of those games. That's an old CFL play. Like the guy comes from the corner, blitzes in, nobody gets him. But what'd you think of the design? It was a very nice play. It was a nice result in the end, but I, I just don't want to take anything away from Bill, but seen it, been there, done that, but it was a nice play in an NFL game. Joe on these, um, bizarro plays you know in in all three phases uh this is where i defer to you as an expert because (laughs) no one watches more crappy football um than you do that is true you know i you probably you probably watch more crappy football than a lot of scouts do so i i i i bow to you on this but uh yeah, I, I, I've never seen it in an NFL game before. Uh, there had to be, with the timing on that, there had to be some sort of tell that they knew, like, you know, the long snapper, like maybe they saw something where he, you know, he, he changes his grip on the ball and that sort of gives you a timing. Mm-hmm. There there was something like that. But, uh, and, and, you know, credit to Joe Judge and, uh, Cam Acord, for, first of all, as soon as that happened, the first thing I did was take my binoculars and look at the sideline, and those guys were excited. They were they were chest bumping and high fiving and everything, and you know, good for them. I mean, that was that was a huge play. This team is going to need plays like that in all three phases. You know, unfortunately, you know they get Chris Boards offsides on a kickoff return, which oh yeah, is is not good, um, but. Yeah, credit to them. That that could have, you know, that was the type of play where you're like, hey, this could change the whole season right here. This could get people going, but of course, uh, nothing comes of it. All right, Greg. So I asked you the projections out there. Uh, I saw this on ESPN today, but the Patriots projected to have 115 million dollars with the new salary cap next season. Do you want Bill Belichick to be the one deciding how to spend that money next year, and should they spend it on Mac Jones on the fifth year option? Uh, well, I mean, they could pick up the fifth year option, but that's not going to come off of next year's cap to be true. The, the next year. So, uh, basically on both, I want to see how the season plays out. Um, you know, whether I want to pick up the fifth year option. I mean, you always have the option of, you know, making him play out his rookie deal. And if he, you know, if he supersedes it, then you could just tag him if you want to. Um, I think the way we're headed right now, I could see the Patriots investing in the quarterback position um, a little bit heavier than they have, um, you know. But as far as as far as the cap space, um, this is something I wrote about in the off season because you know when you look at when you look at the whole scope of this team with the cap money that they're going to have next year, um, they only have forty three players uh, under contract. For next year, they, they have a ton of free agents. They haven't extended anybody yet, including sort of like their big three of Duggar, uh, Awenu, uh, Hunter Henry. Uh, I'm sure there are some other people I'm leaving out. But 
Um, and you have to decide on Mac Jones's fifth year option one year, one way or the other uh, in the off season. And like it's all circumstantial evidence, but you know, my conclusion was it just made me ask questions. Like, is there some sort of arrangement between Kraft and Belichick that basically says like you were Belichick after last season, he said to Kraft, like, you know, look, I screwed up last year. My bad. I'm going to rectify it. Um, you know, give me another chance. And Kraft is like, okay, but, uh, I, I don't want you to touch 2024. Um, if this is not successful, then we're moving on to Gerard Mayo and however the front office looks like. Um, so, yeah, you have this year. You can do whatever you want. But as far as all the decisions about this team in the future, you got to hold off on that until the offseason to see whether you're making a decision or somebody else is making the decisions. All right. I'm sure you know the numbers now. Teams that start 0-2 uh, make the playoffs about 11% of the time. Uh, do these first two games change your thoughts on the final win total or the final outcome for the Patriots this year? Uh, no, um, the Jets did. So I was seven and ten. I'm now eight and nine because I had them splitting with the Jets. I now have them sweeping the Jets. Um, I did think I had them winning this game. I think in my original predict, predict, projection, but uh, maybe losing to the Jets. I had them one, starting one and three um, either way, and. Uh, you know, uh, that stat is going to be out there a lot. Of course, most of that was compiled without the extra mm-hmm. playoff team, uh, which we have now. The Bengals last year, if I'm not mistaken, went started 0-2. Yeah, Titans, and, so. uh, yeah, and so um, a lot of different things can happen. But, you know, with the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Patriots all in the same division playing similar schedules, and they're all tough, um, you know, it's it, it, and other divisions like the AFC North are playing, you know, easier divisions um, on their schedule. So, you know, it, they can't give away much ground. They they got to start and look, you know, the Saints game. A lot of people are chalking that up at a victory. But, you know, that's you know, they're they're a pretty good team. They're a pretty physical team. And that's going to be a tough game when it comes in when they come in here. So uh, they need to get going. And we just know they can't lose this chess game. They can't. They can't. All right, Greg, what uh, what you got going on in the uh, Boston Sports Journal this week? And will you be on with Felger Maz on Tuesday? Uh, I will be. Uh, hopefully after I get some sleep at some point tomorrow, mm-hmm. I'll break down a few of the key plays, uh, you know, with the coaching film, whatever, whenever I get that. Um, and then, uh, you know, my usual breakdowns. Hopefully I'm a little bit better about my game pick this week, uh, uh, next week than I was this week. Uh, it was one of my rare misses and I, and I miss big. So uh, I'm, I'll be looking to make it up, make up for it this week. Patriots will be uh, looking to make up the Owen to start against the jets. Maybe that's the medicine uh, that they need next week, but he's Greg Bedard of the Boston sports journal. Check out all his work. And of course, check out his appearance this week on Felger and Maz. Greg, appreciate your time tonight. Go get some rest and uh, we'll see you on Tuesday. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Leroy. Appreciate right. it, guys. All right. Greg Bedard, Boston Sports Journal. He's got his three up, three down, I'm sure. And uh, the last there are 10 questions with him uh, this week as well. One question I want to ask you on the other side, Leroy. Mm. Uh, with the injury to Aaron Rodgers, mm. where do you rank him amongst quarterbacks over the last 20 years? We'll do all that coming up on the other side. And uh, 
Twitter calls as well at 617-779-0985. He's Leroy Irvin. I'm Joe Murray. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SPORTSHUB to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SPORTSHUB. The crown is yours! Hope is here. 800-327-5050 or gamblinghelplinema.org. Must be 21+. plus. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com. Visit the president in Massachusetts. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. It's Raymond and Austin. We're back on All-Star Sports Radio. Celebrating their 30th year, our sportsbook and casino sponsor, BetUS.com, is offering a 125% sign-up bonus plus up to 30 risk-free bets. It's called Bet Protect, the perfect offer for crazy plays, like the famous butt fumble. It's the goat of embarrassing plays. <laughs> really, remember when you bet me you could do a live show with a goat as your co-host and he face-kicked you? Thankfully, I didn't take the under on that one. Anyway, folks, get Bet Protect today. The industry's biggest 125% sign-up bonus plus up to 30 risk-free bets. BetUS.com, where the game begins. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SPORTSHUB to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SPORTSHUB. The crown is yours! Hope is here. 800-327-5050 or gamblinghelplinema.org. Must be 21+. plus. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com. Visit the president in Massachusetts. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. 